Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. And by the grace of God, it is finally Friday. Here's a number, 800-922-6680. There is uh, much to get to this hour on the show, including, uh, wow. Did you realize that Wednesday was the International Day Against Homophobia, homophobia, Biphobia, and and Transphobia? Did you realize that? And then also, oh, the Clintons are back in trouble. I I don't know if you knew this, but um, a couple years ago, the FBI literally abandoned... Uh, four criminal investigations into Bill and Hillary Clinton. Just shut them down months before the presidential election in 2016. That sounds familiar, doesn't it? <laughs> Did that sound a little familiar? Like the FBI would, uh, I don't know, uh, uh, I don't know, work with Hillary Clinton to create a, a dossier and go to a FISA court so they could surveil a presidential campaign transition team and presidency. Yeah, Hillary Clinton, when, when Donald Trump made the joke about I'd put you in jail, he was right. He was right. People need to go to jail when they try to steal elections or, like they did in 2020, get away with it. And the reason why I say that is because the FBI covered up the Hunter Biden laptop story. The FBI uh, and others, the, the Secretary of State, Tony Blinken, got 51 former intel officials to sign a letter that said they believed that the Hunter Biden laptop was Russian disinformation, knowing that it was real. They fed it to Joe Biden because Tony Blinken was working with the campaign and he wanted Joe Biden to have a talking point, and Joe Biden used it during a debate with Donald Trump. And and the worst thing about it, really, not only that, you know, they, they clearly put their thumb on the scale for Joe Biden to throw the election like they tried to do in 2016. The FBI also lied and covered up all of the criminality in the laptop. And we didn't even know till last year in March when Matt Gates was literally questioning the VP or the, the uh, second in command with regard to cybersecurity at the FBI. And he claimed he didn't even know where the laptop was. And that's when Matt Gates literally said, I want to enter it into the congressional record. And uh, everybody freaked out about it. But there could be no more saying that they didn't have it. It honestly, this is, uh, this is uh, malfeasance. This is, these are abuses and usurpations that the founders only dreamed of. Only dreamed of. Yesterday on Capitol Hill, 
three men raised their hands and swore to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Marcus Allen, Garrett O'Boyle, and Steve Friend. They are all whistleblowers from FBI. They all had their security clearances uh, removed. Many of them lost their homes, lost their jobs. This is uh, Garrett O'Boyle talking about how, with regard to the FBI and most probably almost any federal agency at this point, any swampy agency, even though there is a, uh, a whistleblower law that you can report malfeasance, you can report irregularities. Oh, by the way, and there was one FBI whistleblower uh, who was coming forth and even had an affidavit uh, saying that Joe Biden was taking money for political influence during his vice presidency. And uh, the FBI has been sitting on that investigation. They refused to turn over the form for that whistleblower. All right, so there, there, there is that. Here is a Garrett O'Boyle talking about the myriad ways that the FBI will destroy you if you try to tell the truth. If one of your really good friends, your former colleagues, came to you and said, I have this thing that is being covered up, and I think the American people know to, know, need to know about it, what advice would you give them? I would tell them first to pray about it long and hard. And I would tell them I could take it to Congress for them, or I could put them in touch with Congress, but I would advise them not to do it. So you would legitimately try to protect one of your colleagues from doing what you have done? Absolutely. And how do you think that solves being able to shine light on corruption, weaponization, any kind of misconduct that exists with the American people? It doesn't solve it. But the FBI will crush you. Yeah. This government will crush you and your family if you try to expose the truth about things that they are doing that are wrong. And we are all examples of that. There you go. Fox News got to try to do that with Tucker Carlson, the same kind of thing, you know, release some videos of him uh, talking off camera and whatnot, a really few emails, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Kind of that same as that same kind of uh, modus operandi with regard to uh, shutting down your freedom of expression. They're uh, successfully, at least now, shutting down Tucker Carlson's uh, ability to express himself freely because they're keeping him on the payroll, by the way. Uh, here is um, uh, one of the FBI whistleblowers. This is... Uh, uh, let me see. Oh, this is a little bit more from Mr. Roy Boyle last night on Newsmax. I couldn't knowingly continue on this path silently without speaking out against the weaponization I witnessed, even if it meant losing my job, my career, my livelihood, my family's home, and now my anonymity. It's up to members of this committee, current and former FBI employees, and indeed all Americans, to ensure that the weaponization of our own government against the people comes to an end, no matter the personal cost. As James Madison prudently opined, in framing a government which is to be administered by men over men, the great difficulty lies in this. You must first enable the government to control the governed, and the next place, oblige it to control itself. And you know, if the Democrat Party or Democrats or liberals or leftists were on the uh, chopping block as, as conservatism has been for at least 30 years in this country, things would be different. But you've got to be a special kind of... Uh, sociopath to just allow a, a political movement to be destroyed and the people who just believe in their in those politics and conservative politics that you're not happy competing with the arena of ideas you're not happy with competing at the box at the uh, at the uh, ballot box 
the only way you know that you can take them down is to shut them out, shut them up, use the deep state, use big social media, uh, use the use uh, the mainstream media, shut down the free speech, and then weaponize the government to go after people for having those beliefs. Yeah, it is uh, really, really remarkable. Um, here's a little bit more from uh, this, this gentleman talking. I've been smeared as a malcontent and subpar FBI employee. This smear stands in stark contrast to my life in public service. This smear campaign, disgusting as it is, is unsurprising. Despite our oath to uphold the Constitution, too many in the FBI aren't willing to sacrifice for the hard right over the easy wrong. Everybody who votes for Donald Trump is a mega-fascist or an enemy of democracy, according to Joe Biden. And that's by plan. That's what this is about. They see what becomes of whistleblowers, how the FBI destroys their careers, suspends them under false pretenses, takes their security clearances and pay with no true options for real recourse or remedy. Oh, yeah. This is by design. It creates an Orwellian atmosphere that silences opposition and discussion. We know what is right to do, yet we too often refuse to do what is right because of the difficulty and suffering it incurs. I couldn't knowingly continue on this path silently without speaking out against the weaponization I witnessed, even if it meant losing my job, my career, my livelihood, my family's home, and now my anonymity. Wow. It's up to members of this committee, current and former FBI employees, and indeed all Americans, to ensure that the weaponization of our own government against the people comes to an end, no matter the personal cost. I'm grateful that this has happened. I am grateful for uh, the suffering that I've been through with regard to the deep state, and, and my suffering is nothing compared to these men, uh, but I have lost social media following. Not, I mean, listen, I can, I can deal with it. I don't care. I would have liked to have monetized my Facebook following. I would have loved to have continued on the network of 29 Facebook pages and uh, 19 million followers that I was on until the deep state and Twitter or and Facebook took down all of them on, oct on October 31st of 2018 along with 830 other conservative sites one day it was a bloodbath and i didn't even realize the scope and the and the and what was behind this it was the federal government behind all of it so facebook went away the day after the election in 2020 my facebook page disappeared gone earlier this year uh it had come back like six months before and i was posting a few things and one day i was talking about facebook and they literally deplatformed it unpublished it altogether one day. So I, I know that there are people in big social media who are listening to me. I know that there are big people in social media who are shutting down my reach, killing my reach, limiting my ability to monetize on YouTube, on Twitter, on Facebook. Dan Bongino, some of the big names in conservative talk, they got a head start on those platforms. I was just starting to really reach when I was starting in talk radio, and they shut me down. And that's the, what they do. Oh, do we have time for Barbara in Baltimore? I think we do. Barbara in Baltimore, welcome to the show and a very good Friday to you. Oh, good Friday to you. I'm so glad I got a chance to call and you're able to take my call today. So much is going on. I don't know where to start, but one thing about that hearing yesterday, and I'm so grateful to those uh, four FBI um, gentlemen who are blowing the hood off of this thing. I mean, they're just putting it all out there, and I appreciate it so much. But isn't it amazing how the Democrats, when they had their turn with the same thing, with their whistleblowers like Vinderman and the rest of those creeps, how they praised them. Yeah. The, the Republicans almost couldn't even...
cross-examine them without the Democrats defending them. So, you know, anybody that, that thinks for one minute that this is not true, that this is just a scam, you've got to be out of your mind. All of it's true. Even Chuck, Chuck Schumer said that the intelligence community can get you if they want to, and that's what they did to these guys, and they're going to pay a price for it. Uh, I'm not sure when it's going to happen, but I think it will happen uh, that they will pay a price for it, and those men will be vindicated and um, be compensated for their losses. Now, as for Ron DeSantis, if you have time for me to give my little opinion about uh, Mr. DeSantis. um, Good guy. I really thought he would have made a very good VP or whatever, but I'm not sure that he was very smart coming out with Jeb Bush and the rest of the swamp, because that tells us all who he is. When you come out with the swamp, birds of a feather flock together. I'll just say that, and that's that, as far as I'm concerned with him. And when he had an opportunity to defend President Trump, he didn't with that Alan Bragg situation. In fact, he went out of the way to mention how he didn't have any problem with porn stars. Um, I didn't need to hear that. From that time on, I decided I'm not voting for him anyway. I'm done with Ron DeSantis, unless he's a VP, because he's disloyal. And I don't like disloyal people. When someone shows you that they're not in your corner, then it's time for you to just kind of, like my grandmother said, you use a long-handled fork when you deal with them, because (laughs) they're not for real. They're not in your corner. And that's what I think he is. Barbara, um, as always, brilliant, brilliant stuff. Uh, get, you need a show. You know that, right? You need a you need a radio show. Oh no, I probably I'd, I'd have, to, have to have arms. I'd have to have what's that woman's name? Corey Bush. Yes. Yeah, I need armed armed guards and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Barbara, God bless you. Have a glorious weekend. All right, good to hear from you. All right, let's take a break. We've got uh, much more. Bob, you hold on. You will be next. I've got some more audio, including Garrett O'Boyle last night talking to Rob Schmidt on Newsmax. A little bit more from Capitol Hill. Then we're going to move into Clinton malfeasance and the FBI literally shutting down four investigations before the 2016 election. Sound familiar? This is the Rob Carson Show. He's the best thing to come out of Iowa since Superman and Captain Kirk. It's the Rob Carson Show. All right, so it's Friday, and we've been talking about these uh, whistleblowers on Capitol Hill yesterday. Marcus Allen, Garrett O'Boyle, Steve Friend, and um, they've all had their lives completely disrupted. Um, and uh, they, uh, they are, they're telling the truth about a, an organization that we all res- respected at one time, but really... I mean, if you're uh, worth your salt, you at least have to look at what's happened at the top of the FBI uh, and say the agency needs to be reinvented. That and the CIA, the FBI, the the DOJ in general. Yesterday, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene introduced articles of impeachment against Merrick Garland, Christopher Wray, Joe Biden. Uh, And, you know, it is. It's time for the gloves to come off uh, because otherwise we're just going to descend further and then the, the country's over. The country is over. This is uh, Rob Schmidt last night uh, talking with Steve Friend, one of these whistleblowers, about the modus operandi behind the FBI. And, and here's what it is. Here's what it is. If you go after conservatives, you get paid more. Seriously, there's a quota. But it's only if you go after Trump supporters 
and conservatives. I think it all comes down to uh, its integrated program management protocols, which are in place and have been in place for about a decade. And the best way to explain it is a traffic cop trying to hit a quota. Boom. Yeah, FBI sets quotas for itself to meet. And in order to meet those, they have to gin up the numbers in any way possible to justify the funding that it receives from Congress. And it's no mystery why in the last 10 years since IPM has been brought in, the number of domestic terrorism cases has quadrupled in the FBI. And the scariest part of all is senior executives receive financial compensation and bonuses for meeting these metrics. Well, isn't that interesting? Isn't that, isn't that interesting? Maybe that's why so many people weren't so whistleblowy, because they were getting paid and they didn't really care. Just so they met that number. Kind of interesting. Hey, your headlight's out here. Bap! You know, I went, no, it wasn't, officer. Oh, look at here, the taillight's out. Schmack! Yeah, that kind of thing. Here's a little bit more from uh, Steve Friend about how the FBI ruined his life. Well, once I was suspended, I was placed in an unpaid, indefinitely suspended status. I was still technically an FBI employee, uh, so I needed their permission to gain outside employment. I put in multiple requests and was denied those opportunities. Huh. Uh, I uh, also submitted requests for my training documents, which the FBI didn't furnish initially and then only gave some and has still refused to validate when uh, when state authorities in Florida. I need to watch Enemy of the State. I need to watch that movie again this weekend because I'm damn. I've asked to confirm that they are legitimate so I can't get outside employment that way. They issued an illegal gag order on me and told me I wasn't allowed to discuss the matter with my family or even my attorney. Who's got to the uh, modus operandi of Fox News and Tucker Carlson, too. Uh, and... Uh, and then uh, recently, the uh, the FBI uh, has uh, permanently revoked my security clearance. Gotcha. Uh, and I guess it's sort of like shooting a dead body. It doesn't matter since I don't work for them anymore. Uh, but if I wanted to do something later on in my career and use my skills uh, for anything that requires a security clearance, it's obviously going to make that very difficult. Yeah, it's about ruining your life, punishing you. This is Rob Schmidt last night on Newsmax talking about Garrett O'Boyle, one of the other uh, people who, uh, whistleblowers who testified on Capitol Hill. Former FBI agent Garrett O'Boyle blew the whistle, alleging the Bureau is padding the stats to make domestic extremism look dramatically worse than it really is. Yeah. After he spoke out, the FBI packed up his entire house and moved O'Boyle and his family to a new city. Why do you think Joe Biden is saying that white supremacy is the greatest threat, even though white supremacy isn't even on the radar? Why do you suppose Joe Biden did a speech in front of Independence Hall saying that uh, half of the country were MAGA fascists and enemies of democracy? This is dangerous stuff, guys. It's been tried and done before in the Soviet Union, uh, in, uh, in fascistic Italy. For a new job with the Bureau, and then as soon as they arrived, this is what happened. Then, on my first day on the new assignment, they suspended me, rendering my family homeless. <clears throat> they refused to release our goods, including our clothes, for huh. weeks. Wow. <clears throat> All I wanted to do was serve my country by stopping bad guys and protecting the innocent. To my chagrin, bad guys have begun running parts of the government, making it difficult to continue to serve this nation and protect the innocent. So they, uh, they, uh, he whistle blew. Then the FBI said, hey, we got a new position for you. Let's move your family to another place. They moved to the other place, and the FBI uh, uh, basically told them everything's changed. You're out. You're done. No home. You live in your car. We have all your belongings, too. We moved all your stuff. We're just going to hang on to it. That's your FBI. That's your enemies of the state. Un. Believable. This is Dan Bishop, by the way. Here he is talking yesterday about Bank of America working with the FBI to go after people who were just in D.C. on January the 6th. There's one fact that struck me. 
the Bank of America record, the story that Bank of America turned over the credit card transactions, whether for an aircraft or a lodging or the purchase of a cup of coffee, for everyone who decided to come to Washington, to be in Washington area, the Northern Virginia area. And by the way, the FBI also wants Bank of America and other credit card companies to uh, separately show purchases of firearms so they can go after them. We got an evil cabal in Washington, D.C., kids. I got a little bit more on the uh, Bank of America thing. Coming up, retired general, or colonel, I should say, John Mills, former director of cybersecurity policy at the Department of Defense. Oh, this is going to be good. Don't go anywhere. first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on that's nice at caskers.com we make this experience easy caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code welcome 10 for ten dollars off your first purchase get ten dollars off your first purchase with code welcome 10 at caskers.com all the American haters and anthem kneelers. I think it's misguided to protest the anthem and the flag. Yeah, we're done with you. It's the Rob Carson Show. So we got a special guest coming up in just one second. I want to finish this uh, soundbite from Representative Dan Bishop about Bank of America working with the FBI to go after people who just appeared... Uh, who were just in Washington, D.C. on January the 6th. They were looking for anybody in D.C. between January 5th and 6th, anybody who purchased a hotel stay or Airbnb, D.C., Virginia, or Maryland after Jan 6th, airline-related purchases since January the 6th, any purchase of weapons between January 7th and the upcoming suspected stay in the area around Inauguration Day. And, and Bank of America said, okay, no problem, here, and Frank is right behind this bookcase. That's one of the things that you asked questions about. There are victims all over the place. All of the people who suffered when the FBI and the Department of Homeland Security got involved in censorship with social media platforms. Millions and millions of tweets and narratives being taken down. That is victimization at scale. Yeah. It must be resolved. And the fact that those who profess to be most concerned about victimization of people by law enforcement in this country? Join in the victimization of you. I think that's the takeaway, at least for me, from this hearing. Oh, yeah, big time. Uh, lots of uh, abuses and usurpations, as I like to call them. Colonel John Mills joins us on the Newsmax Hotline. He is a uh, retired colonel, former director of uh, cybersecurity policy for the Department of Defense. Got a great new book out as well, and it's called The Nation Will Follow, and he's on the Newsmax Hotline. Hello, my friend, and a good Friday to you. Hey, Rob, thank you. Always an honor to be on your show. Excited to be here. I want to ask you of uh, your impressions of the whistleblowers who spoke on Capitol Hill, uh, their testimony, and also <laughs> the Democrat reaction to it. Uh, well, it was chaos yesterday, and as it should be, this is what holding the deep state accountable looks like. And they're going to throw their theatrics, and ladies and gentlemen, we got to bite down even harder because we got them. This is unprecedented. 
action against the American citizen. This is fertile ground for civil lawsuits. 10,000 right off the bat. I was number 862 on the Twitter censorship list. There is no law that the FBI or the DOJ can point to as to why they were working with big tech to censor. Uh, Americans. There is no legal basis for what they're doing. What you just mentioned, the, ba- uh, the, the speaker mentioned the Bank of America. There is no legal basis. We have tens of thousands of people who should be filing and working together on civil lawsuits. This is crazy. Oh, this is uh, incredible, and, and I would gladly join a class action lawsuit because I, uh, I certainly, like for instance, I was part of a network of, uh, of uh, Facebook pages, 29 of them, uh, 19 million followers, October 31st, 2018, all of them were taken down. The founder of the, uh, the network that spent $250,000 minimum of his own money for reach, Never got a refund, never got an excuse. I would venture to say that that person should be suing Facebook for tens of millions of dollars. Uh, And then also, I would venture to say people like me who were not able to monetize, uh, while other people were able to monetize on Facebook, on YouTube, I had all of my followings crushed immediately, no opportunity to make money. That's discriminatory. Right. I met with my legal team yesterday. And uh, we're looking at several ways forward on how to hold the government accountable in my situation. Uh, denial of civil rights. I've been deprived, and most of these Americans, it is, a, it is a crime to deprive somebody of their rights as an American citizen. So that, at a minimum, there's a number of other factors with me. You know, I have, I have book two coming out in the fall, The War Against the Deep State, and it goes through essentially the marriage of big tech and big government. And unfortunately, I was there as the groomsman uh, and didn't even realize the long-range implications of what would happen. I mean, this is 15 years ago. What could possibly go wrong? Well, you were the, you were the former director of cybersecurity policy at the DOD. You, uh, I mean, tell me exactly what your role was. And then give me an idea how things must have changed when you left. Well, the foundation of mass surveillance was the, what was called, and I was the, the lead for this. On, I was the DOD lead. It was an interagency program where you come together as an interagency team. That was called the Comprehensive National Cybersecurity Initiative. It was called cybersecurity, which sounds good, and that was a portion of it. But there was also a lot of activity buried. That's how you get very creative on these titles. That was really not security. It was mass surveillance. But the whole idea was it was supposed to be pointed toward the external threat, not not this fake. Now we now we know how FBI, DOJ, and Biden is coming up with these white extremism numbers. The numerator over denominators, everybody, uh, everybody at uh, January 6th, regardless of the, whether they're white, is now a white extremist, and <laughs> that reduces the numbers. Yeah. And he also did the speech at, uh, at uh, uh, Independence Hall where he called half the nation uh, MAGA fascists and enemies of democracy. That's right out of the uh, fascist playbook. I mean, that is right out of, of, uh, of Stalin's playbook. And uh, it, is, it is remarkable to me. Um, how are we going to hold these people accountable? Well, I, I think a lot of civil lawsuits, people should start working them. 
Um, you know, I think this is with the Durham, the Durham report corroborated several things out of my submission to the Durham report. And that's one of the things we're going to be taking uh, at least civil action on, uh, you know, because we now know that everything was faked. That means me and about 60 others who worked on the Intel community assessment in November, December of 16, the purpose of which was to delay or block the first inauguration of Donald J. Trump. We now know that was a lie. That means we have two senior officials, Comey and Brennan, who were lying about everything and need to be held accountable. People say, oh, the statute of limitations is gone. No, the statute of limitation is from the end of the criminal period, not from the criminal act, the end of the criminal period. The criminal period is still gone going. So we've got to hold Comey and Brennan accountable. Now we have a very specific action they can be held accountable for. Um, we got to also, but again, this is where uh, in, in book one, The Nation Will Follow, we give the action plan uh, prefaced by Stephen K. Bannon. We give the action plan for citizens on the ground. In book two, coming out in the fall, we give more details. And also, your moms are the tip of the spear of the battle at the county and county equivalent level, at the school board meetings, at the county council meetings. Uh, you got to work this, you know, and I, you got to work with your, got to work with these officials. I've, I've met with, you know, Attorney General Miara's staff several times, got two victories, got two felony indictments uh, against my former registrar in Prince William County, Virginia. And Virginia has now left the Eric system uh, directly. You know, I gave a brief yeah. uh, right after the election. You know, Virginia is out. There's no requirement for Virginia to be an Eric. So now, what your your book, The Nation Will Follow, is kind of a battle plan for where to go. And like I was watching uh, Levin talking with Beck last night, and they're talking about a battle plan for where we should go. One of the first things they're saying is defund the FBI, not defund completely, but but cut the head off the snake. That's one of the things. But your book, which is called The Nation Will Follow, and by the way, you can go to the nationwillfollow.com and use promo code Rob. That's me, by the way. Use promo code Rob uh, and uh, and do that. But but it sounds like you. Have have a plan starting at the grassroots levels, at the at the uh, school board level, and then on up to turn the country around and save the country. Um, do you? I don't believe it's too late to save the country. I think we are in a, a great awakening, and I think we are going to. I think the people are mad as hell. They aren't going to take it anymore. They are surrounding the Bastille. They've got their torches and their pitchforks with them, and they're ready to end this thing, not in a violent fashion, but certainly uh, uh, an American revolution. Uh, I think is afoot. What do you What do you think? And 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 where do we go from here? And uh, what what is? When do you suppose we'll see the light at the end of the tunnel? Well, uh, hopefully soon, and definitely by the twenty four election. Uh, even if conflict and war breaks out with China, which is simmering and boiling. Um, but for ninety five percent of Americans, I've been all around the country. Everybody, every American citizen asks, "What can I do?" For 95% of Americans, they need to spend 97% of their energy right where they're at because it's the county is the foundation of the entire constitutional republic. And right now, the entire nation is being twisted around the fingers of Maricopa, Fulton, and uh, Philadelphia. Now, what Beck and Levin said is also important at the federal level. We need decisive action to, and it's not unrealistic to defund, deconstruct the FBI and the intelligence community. I put out several articles on this in Epic Times and Newsmax uh, Platinum. Uh, this, a complete review, top to bottom, 
accountability, full transparency, accountable of who did what crimes and total, total tear down and start over again. Because the cancer is at this point in time, it's too late. These institutions have become too corrupt. And, and this is what you got to do. You got to. It, it's it's hard to you know reorganize and redo when it's this cancerous. Really defund, start over. I always urge people go to the Doolittle report that's right on the CIA website. That was written in the 1950s as the foundation of what the CIA should be. We need we need bravado. We need panache. We need an aggressive intel community that's going to defend us against the foreign threat. Unfortunately, that's been pivoted and weaponized against the American citizen. We have to pivot it back outward, which will need, mean a new new agency. Pivot it yeah. back outward to defend Americans, not attack Americans. Well, I hope they take that new billion-dollar FBI facility in uh, in Virginia and convert it into a a, a shelter for illegals. I, I really, really do. Uh, I say bye 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 to that facility. It's ridiculous. You're not going to be rewarded for what you've done, and I feel bad for the rank and file. But I got to tell you, uh, I would venture to say it's not just a few people at the very top that uh, that the corruption, the malfeasance of the CIA, the FBI, the DOJ runs deep runs deep it sounds like some some uh, some uh, regional uh, like for instance in uh, in boston the fbi there was not willing to play along with the feds uh turning over records uh, going after people who merely got a bus ride to washington dc but it sounds like a whole lot of people need to be uh, investigated and presumed uh be presumably be put in jail for what they've done yeah yeah absolutely we need transparency and accountability and those brave, heroic FBI agents, some of whom have had their pay suspended. Uh, I mean, their, their clearances pulled. I, I think that's even harsh. It's kind, of a, it's kind of a normal action, but their pay being pulled? Absolutely not. I'm officially a federal whistleblower. I, that is just shameful. That, uh, that is a f- shameful. Dude, what did you have to say yesterday when, when uh, Debbie Wasserman Schnitz, uh, that's what my friend Chris Plant calls her, Debbie Wasserman Schultz said that uh, these guys weren't whistleblowers and, and, and didn't say that uh, the 51 intel agents who signed off on the faux letter about Hunter Biden's laptop, which was a lie and they knew it, they still have theirs. What do you have to say to people who uh, say that these men yesterday who lost their livelihood, some of them lost their homes, uh, were not whistleblowers? It's a lie, and and clearly people like that, obviously they are not intellectually honest, and they are just, uh, they just clearly have, they only want their way, and anybody who doesn't agree with their way is the enemy. So they are not Americans, and they are not representing America. They are representing hate and discontent. And so to attack these brave FBI agents who step forward, unprecedented in FBI and, and American history, and attack them like that is shameful. Now, Colonel John Mills, we got to take a break. Could you stick around for the next segment? Because I want to talk about the border. I want to talk about Chinese uh, military-aged men coming across the border. I want to talk about Hunter and Joe Biden, the, uh, the, uh, the investigation of those. Do you, have to, do you have a second? Hold on. Absolutely. All right, we will take a break. We are talking to uh, Colonel John Mills, retired. He's got a book called The Nation Will Follow. Go to thenationwillfollow.com, and you can enter promo code ROB there. This is The Rob Carson Show. The Swamp Feasts, while we're expected to dine on the crumbs. To those who strove to deter us from our responsibility, you have failed. Time to send those crumb suckers home. It's The Rob Carson Show. 
So things are getting thick, by the way. I'm not just talking about my waistline. Hey, hello, I'll be here all week. Um, retired Colonel John Mills joins us on the phone. He's got this book, uh, The Nation Will Follow. Got another book coming out in October, which uh, is my birthday month, by the way. I'd always, uh, always love to get autographed books there, Colonel. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I want to ask you this, because this is a new story. This is in the uh, UK Daily Mail and is, is spreading. The FBI had uh, apparently shut down four criminal investigations into Bill and Hillary before the 2016 election. Now, this is kind of interesting, because I said from the get-go, and I'd love this, uh, your, your, your uh, take as a military official. I said it was ridiculous to even uh, think about Russia collusion with Donald Trump to win the presidency because there was no uh, compelling interest for Russia to have a hawk on defense, a hawk on energy, a hawk on the economy, a hawk on America first as the president when Hillary Clinton was already bought and paid for. And one of the investigations, by the way, was in, uh, into Fusion GPS and donations from Russians into the Clinton Global Initiative, which I said was them selling out to Russia. What are your thoughts on the FBI apparently shutting down investigations into Hillary Clinton and and uh, Don, and uh, and Bill Clinton while paying for the Steele dossier to get a FISA warrant and go after Joe uh, Donald Trump? This sounds like things are ready to blow up, not only in the Democrats' face, but in Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton's face. Right. We need transparency transparency and accountability. We need to exactly know. Now, just like the Durham report establishes that Comey and Brennan lied about the Intel community assessment November, December 2016 to delay or block, I was part of the 40, 60 people who worked on that. So we know Comey and Brennan need to be brought in. Uh, they should be absolutely held accountable. Uh, Hillary clearly was projecting, blaming everybody else. Uh, well, she was actually doing. Now, remember, not named in the uh, necessarily named in the Durham was Charles McGonagall, the FBI senior official who was the director of the uh, the counterintelligence for the New York field office, largest FBI field office, who uh, was just you know arrested uh, you know just a couple of months ago for working for the Russians. So they go, oh, and people say, oh, well, that was after he was retired. I mean. Uh, hello, I've been through this. I know how uniformed and senior civilians act and behave. These te these tentacles didn't come out of nowhere. He me, clearly was working this long before his uh, long before his uh, retirement. We, we're we're running short on the time, but I do want to ask you about the southern border and Chinese uh, military aged uh, uh, people coming across the border. Yesterday, Gordon Chang on Newsmax was uh, issuing an alarm bell uh, with regard to attacks from China and China's military uh, building. The people of China getting ready for war. What are your thoughts in about a minute on that? We need congressional action to declare the cartels terrorist organizations. So, and and anybody who enables them, there's been a DOJ indictment of four Chinese nationals in Mexico. Who Mexico runs the the the, the cartels run the labs for that that make uh, fentanyl. The Chinese are overseeing this. They need to be all the Chinese paramilitaries. I call them. They need to be declared paramilitaries. We need to take this out of law enforcement, give it to the military, yes. and start striking into these uh, Chinese uh, fentanyl labs.
Boom. That's what I said. I said, we need to tell Mexico, you shut down uh, this illegal crossing or we stop travel and trade with Mexico. You have it sealed by next Friday or it's over. Then we go in, we paint targets, and we blow the crap out of them. That's what I've said. Thank you for uh, kind of uh, agreeing with me because we've got to stop playing around here. You're the military man. You know more about this. But but honestly, we got to do something. Uh, Colonel John Mills, I greatly appreciate your time. I wish we had more. Uh, your book right now, you do have the book out now. Uh, it is thenationwillfollow.com, right? Nationwillfollow.com, uh, promo code ROB. Yeah, okay. War against the deep state out in He's the coming fall. in October. I got to take a break. Thanks for call- talking. We'll call again soon. Uh, this is the Rob Carson Show. This is the Rob Carson Show. It is the uh, Rob Carson Show. This would be our number three. Our number three. If you get a chance to uh, check out my TV show this weekend, I would uh, greatly appreciate it. As with all of the ratings on Newsmax, uh, they've gone through the ceiling with the firing of Tucker Carlson and the sucking of CNN, uh, which has been going on for years. So <laughs> if you get a chance to check out, I'm going to turn off my air conditioner. Hold on. <clears throat> I've got an air conditioner in the studio because it gets, it gets a little warm in here. Anyway. The show is called Rob Carson's What in the World, and it runs uh, Saturday nights at 8, Sundays at 2. Hopefully, we'll be expanding it to an hour. Uh, this weekend show is off the hook, funny, uh, but also one of the things is it, it also makes a point. So um, it's uh, very frenetic, very funny, very fast-paced, and it makes a very powerful point using actual facts. It's not like, uh, it's not like Stephen Colbert who makes up crap and dances with people about the vaccine. Uh, This was actually based on fact and research, and and I spent a lot of time on it, writing it, perfecting it. It's far far from being perfect, but I think you're really going to enjoy it. And uh, anyway, if you would go to NewsmaxTV.com, you could find out all the listings and that stuff. Then, of course, uh, millions are making the switch to Newsmax. After Tucker Carlson was fired, Eric Bowling's ratings are through the ceiling, 200% higher. So many things have changed. People's viewing habits have changed so much in just the last three weeks. And people are discovering the lineup. Greta Van Susteren, Rob Schmidt, Eric Bowling, Chris Plant's new show with Jen Pellegrino. Jen Pellegrino is rocking. Uh, Mercedes Schlapp is on there as well. Matt Schlapp last night. Uh, and then they got this uh, liberal guy named Ben on there. He, you know, usually is... Uh, <clears throat> And we got to have a, a, a lib on the uh, on the panel, but uh, anyway, it's a really good show. So you can get Newsmax and all your babel, all your cable systems. Go to newsmax.com, uh, newsmaxtv.com for listings. Get the Newsmax app on your smartphone. You can watch on your phone. I listen in my car to Newsmax on my smartphone. So there is uh, there is that. Um, Anyway, uh, I, I didn't get a chance to really expand with our last guest uh, this story about the FBI having at least four criminal investigations into Bill and Hillary Clinton that were shut down months before the 2016 election. This is according to the new Justice Department report, and Republicans want to reopen these probes. Uh, the long-awaited report by John Durham released on Monday shows the FBI began investigating claims in 2014 from well-placed confidential source that had two foreign governments were trying to make illegal donations to buy influence with Hillary during your presidential campaign. So not only did uh, Hillary Clinton, the DNC, and the FBI collude to create the Steele dossier, take it to a Pfizer court to surveil, do a dragnet on Donald Trump, 
his candidacy, his president, or his transition team and presidency, which ultimately uh, Alex Alexander Vindeman, uh, a, a, a an impeachment was based on a phone conversation that Vindeman overheard. So it was weak to begin with, but it sounds like that was part of the surveillance. You know, I'm just I'm just guessing here. <clears throat> This is unbelievable. This is this is stuff that should end up with people in in prison the rest of their damn freaking lives. I, I'm absolutely one thousand percent, and this includes Hillary Clinton. The bombshell also revealed three different FBI field offices: D.C., Little Rock, and New York launched investigations into the Clinton Foundation in early 2016 for possible criminal activity. One of the allegations was partly based on statements made in journalist Peter Schweitzer's 2015 book, Clinton Cash, claiming the Clinton's charity was taking millions in donations from foreign governments trying to change U.S. foreign policy while Hillary was Secretary of State. Joe Biden did it differently. He just created a bunch of LLCs and a bunch of bank accounts, had the money deposited there, did a little shuffle, little runaround, and distributed, and, and distributed it through the, uh, through the, uh, the Biden family. So uh, what, what uh, Biden did was he made the Clintons look like pikers, although the Clintons did make over $100 million, $100 million into the Clinton Foundation, which folded right after the election because she lost and she had no more influence to sell. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that crazy? Former Republican Congressman, ex-House uh, Oversight Committee Jason uh, Chavitz expressed similar sentiments when uh, saying the FBI did not complete the job. Probes into the Clintons should be reopened. Although Bill liked to do a lot of probing on his own. They had the sit. They were on the trail. <laughs> that sounded weird. They were shut down by higher-ups who had an obvious political desire to see Donald Trump uh, lose to Hillary Clinton. This is just so damned sickening, so filthy, rotten, corrupt. People need to go to jail for life. Durham reviewed a January 2016 report on the Clinton Foundation by the Little Rock Field Office, which found possible evidence. Large monetary contributions were made to a nonprofit under both direct and indirect control of a federal public official in exchange for favorable government action and or influence. Among the Clinton's murky foreign entanglements scrutinized in Swizer's book was a 2010 deal that gave the Russian government control over huge swaths of U.S. uranium production, whole, including 38,000 acres in four western states. What have I been saying for the last two years <clears throat> or more? A Russia-controlled state company built up a 51% controlling stake in previously, uh, previously Canadian firm Uranium One between 2009 and 2013 in a deal approved by a powerful U.S. government committee on which Hillary Clinton sat as Secretary of State. What the hell have I been saying? I told you this. Russia had a compelling interest to have... Hillary Clinton in office, they did not have a compelling reason to have Donald Trump in office. Therefore, I knew immediately that any Russia collusion with Donald Trump was fake. I knew it. Rush Limbaugh knew it before he passed away. And now it's true. Unbelievable. <clears throat> The gifts were not disclosed despite an agreement Hillary signed before joining the Obama administration to identify all donors. 
2010, the same month, June, Russian energy from Rosatom struck its deal to buy 51% of Uranium One. Bill Clinton was paid $500,000 to speak at an event in Moscow. Wow. Wall Street Journal report from February 2015 identified the UAE, Saudi Arabia, Oman, Austria, Australia, Germany, and the Canadian government agency promoting the Keystone XL pipeline as donors to the foundation's $250 million endowment campaign, though noted that Hillary stopped raising money from foreign governments after she became secretary, and the foundation folded when she didn't win the election. Pay for play, baby. That's what it's all about. Left wing. Let's go to Bob in Charlottesville, Virginia on this Friday. Hello, Bob. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. Yes, sir, Mr. Carson. I wanted to take and uh, just, you know, give you a little bit of information about the Bank of America situation. Yes. After January 6th, Bank of America willingly, without any subpoena or warrant from the FBI or the ATF, went through its transactions of all of its uh, customers that they could take and locate that had made any purchases in or around Washington, D.C. And they, well, the first thing that they did was that they went back and they looked to see if anybody had purchased a firearm in the previous six months. And then they submitted that information to the FBI and the ATF. Then they began to expand the scope of anyone that they were able to take and locate that was in that area and they would turn all of that information, regardless of whether they had purchased a firearm or not. If they had just gone to a 7-Eleven and bought a drink, they were turning this information over as a means of helping the FBI further their investigation into January 6th. Yep. Then, without any warrant or subpoena from any investigative agency, they expanded it even more, and they went back into their records for the last 10 years looking for anybody that had purchased a firearm, and they submitted that to the ATF. Now, this is legal for them to do because it falls under the third-party doctrine that was established in United States v. Miller in 1976. And that is when you take and share information with any organization, whether you're renting a home, you're buying a car, or you're using a credit card or anything of that nature, okay, that is a third party and you have no reasonable expectation of privacy, nor does it fall under the protections of uh, Fifth Amendment protections against self-incrimination. Now, the way that this can be defeated is, one, you can take and draw out cash and only spend cash. That way you can't be tracked by your credit card or any of your purchases. The only other way to do, uh, fix it would be to take and get Congress to take and pass a law mandating that no uh, third party would be allowed to willingly surrender any records of any person or organization to any investigative agency, regardless of whether it was local, state, or federal, without a warrant or a subpoena. I believe, though, Bob, <clears throat> there are stipulations when you open account that might give you the ability to circumvent that. So I wonder if, in fact, the FBI could just willy-nilly ask an agency to turn over your records. Well, I understand where you're coming from with the old statute. I understand where you're coming from. I'd have to investigate this a little more. Yeah, well, I mean, the normal course of things would be for any investigative agency to approach one of these third parties with a subpoena for or a warrant for records. But in this case, Bank of America didn't even wait for that. They just did it on their own. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I mean, there, there might be a case, you know, for a class action lawsuit if people that were, you know, could find out that, you know, that Bank of America did this 
you know, without a subpoena or warrant, and they could yep. collectively sue them in civil court. But, yes. I mean, there is no criminal statute against it, and there should be. All right, Bob, I appreciate the call. It's a good idea to uh, to file a class action lawsuit. I'm going to certainly pursue any class action lawsuit if it comes to uh, social media. Uh, and then also I would say that if, in fact, this is true about Bank of America, we make Bank of America Bud Light. That's what I would suggest. Thanks for the call, dude. I do appreciate it. I think we need a little musical interlude. Brand new from Jim Gossett about the FBI hearing. Corruption junction, where is race compunction? The FBI should hang their head in shame. They should, but they have Corruption been. junction, the FBI's function, to smear whistleblowers and ruin their name. They're trying to. Corruption junction, what obstruction? They'll make up stuff about <laughs> you when you whistleblow. <laughs> Corruption junction, such dysfunction. Christopher Ray. And his goon squad must go. Corruption Junction, such malfunction. Get I love it. Junction, I love it. They cause destruction. All right, 800 We're going to get into the hate industrial complex. And also, MTG Marjorie Taylor Greene gets attacked by a very large man. And that very large man is claiming that he, because he went after Marjorie Taylor Greene and she defended herself and then complained about it, he suddenly is Emmett Till. Unbelievable. That's on the way. This is the Rob Carson Show. For all those who are sick and tired of people moving to D.C. and spending their entire lives telling us how to live ours, it's the Rob Carson Show. So an eyewitness heard Jordan Neely say, I don't have, uh, I don't care if I have to kill. Eyewitness of the fatal chokehold of a homeless man by a Marine Corps veteran aboard a New York City subway said he was thankful the vet intervened. Monday, uh, or on May the 1st, Jordan Neely boarded the northbound F train and started screaming when he threw his jacket to the ground. He quoted, uh, this is according to uh, witnesses, I'm sitting on the train reading my book. All of a sudden, I hear someone spewing this rhetoric. This is a 60-year-old witness. Uh, apparently, the guy said, I don't care if I have to kill an F I will, I'll go to jail, I'll take a bullet. The retiree said passengers were crowding around the exit signs that they were scared for their lives. Neely had 42 prior arrests, an active warrant. Newsweek reported in November 2021, he had uh, attacked a 67-year-old woman, giving her a black eye, broken nose, cracked eye socket. Two other passengers helped hold Neely's limbs down. Nobody wanted, uh, nobody wanted to kill anybody. Mr. Penny didn't want to kill this man, the witness said. You have seen the way Mr. Penny looked. He was distraught. He was very, very visibly distressed, and he didn't go. He didn't run. He stayed. Um... I am sad that Jordan Neely, the system, failed him, even though the former mayor's wife was given a billion dollars of tax money to fix uh, homelessness and mental illness problems, and all of the money just disappeared into the ether, gone. She should be uh, investigated for that, as well as the former mayor. But um, it is sad also that Jordan Neely's family didn't do everything they could, or maybe they couldn't. But New York is a safer place without Jordan Neely. There you go. Sorry, just telling you the truth. New York's a better place, safer place, without Jordan Neely running around. 
sorry that he's he's gone. It, it, it's terrible. This is kind of funny. I did figure out how to keep a homeless man who's deranged uh, under, uh, you know, in jail. You know what you do? You have him defecate on an LGBTQ flag. New York City homeless man charged with multiple hate crimes for uh, defecating on an LGBTQ flag. The Bukeo 5095 uh, restaurant in New York City regularly displays their LGBTQ flags, pictures of Joe Biden, and Ukrainian flags, of course, because it's so fashionable. The Tapas Wrestling, a restaurant, of course, it's Tapas, Little Bites, stop it, <clears throat> has hosted drag queen shows in the past, Tapas restaurants. They're okay. They're pretty good. I went to one that was really good with my boss in Florida. Anyway, uh, 45-year-old homeless man, Fred Innocent. His name is Fred Innocent? Shut the hell up. That's a great name to have if you're going on trial. Fred Innocent. Uh, he's accused of taking two flags off the table at uh, Buka 95 in the Upper West Side, and uh, he apparently uh, defecated and wiped his backside on it. You could have just asked for napkins. And then, of course, uh, the owner of the restaurant, uh, Courtney Barol, said that this was a total hate crime. He came in within 15 minutes of opening up the restaurant. He could have gone to Popeye's or McDonald's around the corner. He could have just used napkins, but he used it. Uh, innocent was charged with, and he is innocent before proving guilty. He's actually uh, innocent before proving uh, innocent. I mean, he's, he's innocent. He literally, every day, he wakes up, he says, I'm innocent. And he's true. Innocent was charged with burglary, harassment, and trespassing, all classified as uh, hate crimes. Also hit with additional charges of trespassing and burglary, not labeled as hit cr hate crimes. There you go. All you got to do is uh, wipe your rear end on, a, on an LGBTQ flag or a Ukrainian flag. You're done. You are in jail. Rob Schmidt last night uh, delivered a hella monologue, and he talked about it. This is kind of interesting. I talked about all of the hate crimes that we hear about in the United States generally turn out to be fake. Uh, Bubba Wallace, uh, uh, Jesse Smollett, uh, George Zimmerman, and Trayvon Martin. That was a, a lie. Mike Brown, lie. All of them lies. All of them lies. They weren't hate crimes. Uh, all these nooses that show up on college campuses, always made up, always lies. The poop swastika at the University of Missouri, made up, made up, made up. Because they need to stir up something. They need to make it sound like it's pre-civil uh, uh, rights movement America. And it's not. Here's Rob Schmidt talking about the uh, hate industrial complex. It's brilliant. Disappearing middle class, rotting culture, drugs, skyrocketing depression and anxiety. But those get no attention because solving real issues doesn't benefit the government and their selfish needs. It won't help government grow any larger to Boom. fix those problems. It won't give government any more control. In fact, fixing most of the real issues that we have will give government far less control. What have I said? They never fix anything. That's the goal. A healthier society needs a whole lot less government. Yep. So instead they poison us. All we hear is this nonsense constantly. Yes. I obviously am very concerned about the rise of extremism and Not. extremism related to white supremacy. It's the FBI has warned repeatedly that domestic terrorism fueled by white supremacy is the number one threat to the United States right now. That's why Joe Biden did the speech at Independence Hall. White supremacy is, is the biggest bucket of concern when it comes to uh, domestic terrorism. It's not a bucket of concern, it's a pile of sh Terrorism from white supremacy is the most lethal threat to the homeland today. All of that is a lie. Every 
word of it is a lie. You know it. There's no rise, rise, in, rise in white supremacy. There was a rise in radical leftism in the summer of 2020. It's very clear. The evidence is uh, there is no doubting it at all. Now, coming up, MTG, Marjorie Taylor Greene said Jamal Bowman scared her. She was worried she'd be attacked. He's now saying that he's a victim of racism like Emmett Till. I got some audio from New York that says MTG was right. That's coming up. This is The Rob Carson Show. Time to put critical race theory in critical condition. It's The Rob Carson Show. band called Jet. They had some hits in the early aughts. Great band, by the way. And this song, you might have to look it up. It's about Hillary Clinton. That's all I'm going to say. Just look at their hits. You'll you'll get it. You'll get it. So, uh, MTG, Marjorie Taylor Greene, she uh, was confronted by uh, uh, Jamal Bowman. Jamal Bowman thinks he's a, he's a big shot. He's a congressman. He's a Democrat. And, and he thinks that rather than, uh, you know, uh, living by the rules of decorum, uh, debating in the House of Representatives, he goes outside and yells at people. And he thinks that's a cool way to do it. That's the kind of crap that uh, they're trying to do. They did it in the Tennessee State House with uh, morons down there who, uh, who literally uh, tried to copy Denzel Washington and Malcolm X. Uh, these kids were, uh, you know, 27-year-old kid who was just like like Alex P. Keaton in college suddenly becomes, you know, Malcolm X in uh, in uh, the state of uh, in the state of Tennessee. And they're talking about they don't have any direction. They know what they're talking about, but they, they want to go after guns and get rid of guns and the whole deal. And so they, they threw a temper tantrum and uh, and then ultimately uh, they got invited to uh, the, the White House and met with Joe Biden. It didn't go anywhere because nobody believed their crap. They tried the th- same thing in Texas, pitching a fit, going up in the gallery of the state house. And uh, what they did in Texas is they just arrested them all. Said, okay, bye. Bye, bye, bye. Bye, bye, bye. Get out of here. GTFO. We have some rules here. See you later. Bye, bye. Well, Jamal Bowman is trying to do this. Jamal Bowman is doing that. He, uh, he went after MTG uh, the other day. Here he is uh, going after her, literally in front of the Capitol, screaming and yelling. And, uh, and uh, little bitty MTG, who's about five foot one. Bowman's about six foot, about 280, maybe six one. Here is, uh, here's the exchange where he's just yelling. There's no, he's just yelling for the cameras. He is intimidating her. This is what he does. Save the children, save the party. He's spewing nonsense. He's lost the argument. He just chooses to yell and scream. That's what he does. That's what he does. Here he is attacking uh, Republicans as they walk out of the uh, House chamber with regard to gun control, was confronted by Thomas Massey, and he literally touched Thomas Massey, uh, again using his impressive girth and size. And here is the exchange. They're cowards. They're all cowards. They won't do anything to save the lives of our children. He's screaming at Republicans. They're all cowards. This is inflammatory, by the way. At all. Cowards. Pressure them. Force them to respond to the question. Force them to respond. 
force them. They're cowards. I want you to do anything to save America's children. And let them explain that all the way up until Election Day of 2024. Let them explain it all the way up to Election Day on 2024. They're f***ing cowards. They're gutless. They're, not- They're bleeping cowards. That doesn't sound very friendly and very huggy. Here, I'm talking about gun violence. You know, there's no- Here's Massey. Listen to Massey's just talking. Carry guns, would you, would you more guns lead to more death. Would you more guns lead to more death. Look at the data. You're not looking. He's being very aggressive. There's no doubt about it whatsoever. And then, of course, here, uh, here is uh, MTG talking about how she felt. Kind of like, I don't know, Riley Gaines felt when a six-foot-four man with a penis walked into the locker room and undressed in front of her. Not enough. I was swarmed. It's all on video. Everyone can see this. But I will tell you what's on video is Jamal Bowman shouting at the top of his lungs, cursing, calling me a horrible, calling me a white supremacist, which I take great offense to. Yes. That is like calling a person of color the N-word, which should never happen. Calling me a white supremacist is equal to that, and that is wrong. There's a lot of that uh, calling people white supremacists going around. Jamal Bowman was down there cursing at me, telling me to get the F out of there. And he was leading the mob right outside the vehicle I was sitting in. We had- yeah, you want, to, you want to hear some of the audio of that? Here's Jamal Bowman in New York going after MTG. They tried to have a conversation, I guess, and MTG went to get in the vehicle. And here's what Jamal Bowman was saying to her. Here it is. Any rhetoric that is divisive, any rhetoric that uplifts white supremacy, we are pushing back against that in all its forms. Marjorie Taylor Greene needs to take her ass back to Washington and do something about gun violence. Do something about affordable housing. Do something about... How about the Democrat Party? How about all the crap that you presided over, you moron? How about every Democrat who's a mayor, including including white people, by the way, in, in America's large population centers that are run by Democrats that have descended into the pits of hell for people of color because of policy? Poverty. Do something about climate change. Do your freaking job, Marjorie Taylor Greene. You don't need to be in New York City talking that nonsense. Go back to your district. Yeah, that is called inciting a mob. That's what it is. It's inciting a mob. Here's a little bit more of this jackweed. Now let's talk about the truth. Now let's talk about the truth. Get out of here. Get out of here. Get out of here. Does that sound like he wants to have an intelligent, reasonable conversation? Get out of here. Now let's talk about the truth. Get out of here. I was born and raised in New York City. This is the city that I love. It's a city focused on hard work and love for all people. We will never accept hateful rhetoric. She doesn't spew hateful rhetoric. This all started on college campuses. It started off with crying racism where there was none. Then it went on to going after conservative speakers. Then it started saying things like conservative speakers are white supremacists, even though they weren't. But they use the word white supremacy like they did racism when racism started to uh, to uh, be hollow. Nobody believed them anymore. They decided to make it a little bit more by calling people white, white, white supremacists. It's evil. Uh, Jamal Bowman is an evil SOB. And here he is, here he is saying uh, that he's a victim. This big, this brute, this bully, this loudmouth, this buffoon. 
Here he is uh, blaming uh, her and saying he's a rectum. I mean a victim, but he's really a rectum. Majority Taylor Green in her press conference this morning said something incredibly dangerous and incredibly reckless about me. You mean like get your ass out of here and uh, get back to you don't belong here? Talking about my demeanor as being aggressive and saying that she feels intimidated. Would, did you, did you uh, listening to him just a second ago, would you call that aggressive? Everybody, I see 100% of the hands up. Unfortunately, this country has a history of character. Okay, this is really good. This is where he whizzes on the graves of people who legitimately were injured, tortured, killed by Democrats. By the way, Democrats, the party of Jim Crow, the part of slavery, the party of racism. Rising black men who are outspoken, who stand their ground, and who push back as being threatening or intimidating. So she's not even using a dog whistle. She's using a bullhorn to put a target on my back to the people that she refers to as MAGA people out there who might want to cause harm. This is the same reason why Mike Brown was Here killed. This is that was based on a lie. Mike Brown was based on a lie. He was high. He robbed a convenience store. He tried to grab the officer's gun. He walked away. Then he turned around and charged him. And the officer shot him. End of story. Everybody knows it. One of the reasons why Emmett Till was killed. Yeah, he said Emmett Till's name. He used Emmett Till's memory for this. Unbelievable. And throughout history, black men have continued to be characterized as aggressive because, one, because of our skin color, but two, because we happen to be outspoken and passionate about certain issues. Yeah, you know, I'm thinking it's more uh, about, uh, about your behavior like this. Any rhetoric that is divisive, any rhetoric that uplifts white supremacy, we are pushing back against that in all its forms. Marjorie Taylor Greene needs to take her ass back to Washington and do something about gun violence. Okay. Do something about affordable housing. Yeah, uh, I'm just going to drop the microphone. Uh, boom. There you go. I got to pick it back up again because I'm not done doing the show. What a moron. You just, got, you just got your butt kicked there, buddy. You just got your butt kicked there, Jamal. Uh, let's go to Randall in Pacific Grove, California. How you doing there, Randall? Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. Hello. Okay, under the administration of George W. Bush, there was a whistleblower protection law that was enacted. Uh, number one, whatever happened to that? Well, clearly the FBI and other institutions are whizzing on it. We're they're, the bre- they're breaking the law. They're breaking the law. We're they the are. enemy. Yeah, we're yeah. the enemy. They've declared the, we, they've declared conservatives the enemy. I've been talking about this for years. We we live under Dem Crow. I call it Dem Crow, D-E-M Crow. Yeah. It, it's not about co- the color of your skin. It's about your political ideology. That's why they were able to call conservative blacks white supremacists, Randall. Right. Okay, number one, Marjorie Taylor Greene is, is a Republican that's got the stones to carry the ball. And uh, I think she's the only person. She's the one. The hold on, Randall. Let me finish my thought. you got to let me have two-way here. That sounded weird. But she's also the person who introduced articles of impeachment against Christopher Wray, Merrick Garland, and Joe Biden. Uh, I have told you this, that uh, the only people in Washington, D.C. who have balls appear to be the ones who weren't born with them. Go ahead. Okay, can I tell you a real quick joke? Oh, boy, Randall, your jokes are never that great. You may like this one. All right. (laughs) All right, why did Bin Laden wear a turban? I don't know. Because he may be asked to do a Charmin commercial. That fits in with your other story about the pride flag. You did it again. You just, oh. 
got to stay in your lane there, Randall. I mean, the, the joke thing, it's, it's kind of like, you know, if you, if you, you know, jokes are kind of like a handing a, a, a handgun to a toddler. It, it, you got to be really careful because you, you can go off, it can, it can hurt, bears? you know, just, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they got the two bears there with the Charmin commercial, that cartoon they yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. Randall, you know I love uh, you, bro. I'm going to laugh eventually. Thanks. You know, you know <laughs> I love you, bro. You know, you know I do, Randall. You know yeah, I do. I'm, I'm still figuring it out, brother. All right, let me think. All I've right. got a joke. Let me see if I can throw a joke. i got a joke for you. This is, one I actually, this is one I actually made up. Are you ready? Okay. And it's, it's a dad joke because I'm a dad, but I, can, I came, literally came up with this grocery store. What kind of flour did Jesus Christ keep in his kitchen cabinets? Self-rising. Okay. Oh, right. That's good. That's good. That's good. <laughs> All right, man. That's I'll talk to you. With the Eucharist and everything. Okay, thanks. <laughs> All right, man. Talk All to right. you later. <laughs> Randall. Randall, you got you, you know, I'm telling you. Jokes, you know, see... I'm not saying Randall doesn't have a sense of humor. I'm just saying you got to be careful. You got, you know, because unless you know how to do the delivery, you know, just yeah. trust me. I know that because I have been grilled my entire. I've known my wife for 30 years. When I do a joke and do a face plant, I don't get mercy. I don't get any mercy. She shreds me. She's worse than hecklers in a in a, in a smoky comedy club. It's unbelievable. All right, I'm going to take a break. I've got some. Let's do a little fun on the other side of the break. Including uh, <laughs> the headline is corporate queering, Target selling tuck-friendly children's bathing suits. That's coming up. This is the Rob Carson Show. Donald Trump says he's the funniest man on TV. Just wait till he hears him on the radio. It's the Rob Carson Show. You ever heard the uh, expression uh, "happy wife, happy life"? Uh, one of the happiest places my wife goes is uh, Target. And I like Target. I, you know, Target's a good store. Uh, it's a little, a little too foofy for me. And I'm not like uh, unsophisticated. I cook. I, I've, I'm very well versed in the lifestyle movement of wine and food. And I, I'm a gourmet uh, cook. I'm not a chef. I'd love to be a chef, but I'm not a chef. I'm pretty close. Um, and uh, and but I, you know, I, I'm, uh, Walmart's more in my my in my lane. And they, we we're out where I live. They're very nice Walmart. They're very nice. I mean, they're like what you would expect a Target to be. Uh, you know, there's some kind of mediocre ones. There's some really damn nice Walmarts here. And I do all the grocery shopping, mostly at Walmart, Aldi, very rarely Target. Target grocery prices are too high. Although I found turkey for uh, $2 a pound ground the other day at Target and uh, bought a bunch of it. But I don't usually make a habit of going to uh, Target. Target is the latest to sell a tuck-friendly bathing suit as part of its mass part, not fart, of its massive pride collection. All the 14-year-old boys are laughing, or all the guys my age are laughing because I said fart. Anyway, <clears throat> bait fart, uh, bathing suit is part of its massive pride collection, which has already made waves for its overt marketing to uh, children. So they got this new uh, tuck-friendly bathing suit. You really don't need a tuck-friendly bathing suit. I mean, if you do like uh, Buffalo Bill did in the movie Silence of the Lambs dancing in front of the mirror. You can kind of do it on your own. Not saying that I have, but who hasn't? Anyway, so the adult section <laughs> features uh, shirts emblazoned with declarations including live, uh, live laugh, lesbian, uh, not a phase, 
Then there's one that just has the word queer four times, queer, 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 and then super queer. Uh, I would, uh, I would, I would walk by all of those to see a shirt with uh, just the word fart on it. I said it again. There you go. So, quick book uh, look. At, they also have the uh, LGBTQIA book section at Target that includes uh, Bye Bye Binary, Stop It, by Eric Guerin, marketed to 48-year-olds, and uh, the pronoun book uh, by Chris Ayala Kronos for 0 to 3-year-old. That's uh, Target. Here's uh, Matt Walsh, who has been a champion for this uh, transgender nonsense and stopping it. Talking about Target's line of products. In addition to the adult collection, which included a T-shirt emblazoned with the words queer, 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 queer. Yeah, could you just stop at three? It's not queer enough. A short sleeve bright green boiler suit and a hoodie which declares not a phase. The company offered several items meant for kids and babies. The store is selling onesies and small shirts with phrases like being proud and just be you and feel the love. Oh, yeah, there you go. And here's, uh, here's a little bit about the... the uh, the uh, chest binders and uh, and package package packers. Items sold last year included breast binders, packing underwear, and other offerings meant for self-identified transgender individuals, drawing backlash against the company. Now, I should also mention that they're, that they're um, along with, you know, there's, the retailer has garnered controversy for you always rainbow sandals and swimwear and socks with various LGBTQ-related themes. Shoppers with pets can purchase rainbow backpacks, chew toys. Uh, treats, leashes, collars, and cat scratchers. The retailer has garnered... I've got cat scratch fever. ...controversy for several years with pride collections meant to commemorate the June LGBTQ festivals. Yeah, Items sold last year included... If you want to do the dog, you might... Uh, what, what, uh, what sort of gender does your dog have when he pumps, humps your leg? Is that is that gay, trans, bi, what the hell? Is it uh, calf, calf friendly? I don't know what the heck. I, no idea. No idea. When you're a man who calls himself a girl. Thought we'd wrap it up with Comedy Day from Jim Gossett. It can be a bonus. Bonus. <laughs> Fart. When you compete with women, you have to hide. You gotta be a tucker. Ooh, that pair of cojones. They kind of get in the way sometimes. I can cycle against the girls, that's my choice. I can steal their medals with this manly voice, cause the left makes me feel. The left makes me feel. The left makes me feel like a transgender woman. And you thought Tucker was only on When I compete with females. I'm the one that's feared Cause I'm the only person in the race with a beard But somehow I feel And the rudder The left makes me feel They make me feel like a transgender woman Big finish Jim Gossett, by the way, if you want to support him this weekend, go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com. Jim Gossett Comedy. If you do that, that'd be great. Let's take a break, come back, wrap up this show on a Friday. This is the Rob Carson. What? All right, guys, God bless you. Check out my TV show this weekend. It's called Rob Carson's What in the World. Go to NewsmaxTV.com and watch Newsmax tonight as well. Have a glorious weekend. God bless you. My daughter Avery graduates. God bless her. And until Monday, don't catch the stupid. See you then.
Hmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.